Week three is in the books. Welcome back to the water cooler. Where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. Let's just jump right into it. It was a great week of football. Points galore. If you play fantasy football, you had a good time. Well, some of us. Some of us. Let's not name any names here. So let's just get down into the nitty gritty. Let's do it. Well, here's one team who didn't have a good time. The Titans at Browns. Browns won 27-3. Just a royal shit pumping, you know? Just start to finish dominance. Titans only scoring drive, a field goal drive, came off of a turnover. They proceeded to to lose nine yards and kick a field goal. That's just, you know, just pure dominance from the Browns. That is not the recipe for winning if you're no. the Tennessee Titans. Not at all. You know, I listened to Chris Long's podcast in the preseason buildup. He told us all, all his lovely listeners, he told us to bet Miles Garrett for a defensive player of the year. And um, I didn't do it. I should have done it. He had three and a half sacks yesterday. He's just out there eating. I remember you telling me about that because of Jim Schwartz, right? Yeah, that style of defense really fits like defensive linemen well. That's the coordinator that was there when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that defensive line was just elite all year. And um, they didn't have anyone quite like Miles Garrett on it. And oh. he's just tearing it up. He's a monster. He looks like a fucking literal like monster from Space Jam. He yeah, looks he looks like a freak. Guy you would make on Madden, like when you're 12 years old, like just make them as big and as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, like the two that don't add up, but yeah, whatever. It's a video game. Yeah, he was amazing. The defense was amazing. Um, Deshaun Watson, that little pervert, he actually looks decent. Yeah, halfway decent, finally, for once in his life. Yeah. Um, and you know, he doesn't have to be great there right now, they have a good roster. And if that defense keeps playing like that, they're going to win a lot of games with him just being decent. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper had a big game. Um, they didn't really miss Nick Chubb. This was the first game without Nick Chubb, first full game. Didn't miss him yet. Run game wasn't much, but they didn't have to be. They're moving yeah. on. Moving on. And for the Titans, I mean, there's not much to say. It was just pretty fucking garbage all the way around. Uh, yeah. Derek Henry. 11 carries for 20 yards. Yeah, he's starting to maybe show signs of age finally, but also without any real threat in the passing game, he's not very effective. And that's kind of with anyone uh, running running the ball. Um, Their line is not good. Tannehill is not a good quarterback. They have two young quarterbacks on that roster. They just need to go full-on college football preseason schedule and give each give Malik Willis a half and give Will Levis a half and see what the hell you have because you're gonna have to blow that shit up yeah I agree let's not spend too much time on that one that was a a shit show from start to finish it's moving on we got Falcons went into Detroit and got beat Lions win 20 to 6 Lions moved to 2 and 1 as do the Falcons yeah I think that was a kind of come back down to earth for the Falcons um, which will be a trend in some of these games as we as we move along as well. There's a few teams that kind of had that uh, reality check. 
this week. But again, Desmond Ritter is just not a good quarterback. He's going to hold that team back. They have Taylor Heineke, gunslinger, waiting as a backup. And it just feels like with the weapons they have, they have a good defense. You know, they held the Lions to 20 points. That's a pretty good week. But only able to score six, that's just not going to get it done. I think they need to move on um, and give Heineke a look. I know it's tough when you're 2-1, and one, got off to a pretty solid start. But, man, if just the eye test Ritter is not good. And yeah. on the other side, I think the Lions are legit. Yeah, Ritter's definitely not the guy. I think the problem with Heineke is that guy loves to throw the ball, and Arthur Smith does not want to do that. So, He's probably hesitant. He just wants to run the ball and play good defense, but you're not going to win against good teams that way. They're two and one, but you're going to run up to the top teams in the NFC and you're just not going to be able to compete. So if you want to win the division and have a first round exit, by all means go at it, but they're never going to get to that next level. No, no chance. Yeah. Like you said, Lions did look legit. They got playmakers. I mean, it's kind of disappointing 20 to six with all the playmakers on the field between both teams, but Lions defense can get after it. They're not just a, a high scoring aired out team anymore. Yeah. They're, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is a beast out there and Michigan, Michigan man. And just getting a little bit of, you know, help from other spots. They added Gardner Johnson from the Eagles in the off season. I know he got hurt again, but I'm not sure if he played this last game or not, but they have more talent around, you know, and they're, they're a good team. They should definitely, they'll be in contention for that division. And I think are hands down the favorite from what's been seen so far. Yeah. They play the, uh, the next team we're going to talk about on Thursday night football, which could be probably the two favorites in that division could go a long way to deciding that division actually. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to our next, next game, which is saints at Packers Packers come away with the victory. 18 to 17, both those teams go to two and one as well. Yeah. Um, just a shitty game from the Packers for three quarters, pretty dominant on the Saints end. They were up 17-0 going into the fourth. And the Packers with a big comeback. And you know, Jordan Love looked the part in the fourth quarter, which was cool to see because there was there were some moments where he early in the game he slipped on a pass where someone was wide open. I don't know if you saw that. He mm-hmm had the weird um he looked he like he was skating on ice man he was like yeah. <laughs> and then just completely missed it like a like a baby deer learning them exactly yeah, yeah exactly there, there was moments where it could have been really bad for him and the packers go to one and two lose your home opener and you know have those clips going around of you looking like an idiot but uh they came back instead and looked good Derek carr got hurt kind of mm-hmm. changed the tide of the game although Jameis played well I think Jameis is good. Um, he might be good, but it just it definitely felt like as soon as Carr got hurt, that it just everything fell to shit for whatever reason. Yeah. It's not like Carr was playing out of this world, but yeah, um, yeah it, he, he is a, good at controlling the ball, putting together some drives, even if they don't score a ton. Um, yeah. He usually doesn't turn it over a lot, usually. But um, yeah, Jameis is a, a decent backup, but that's a tough loss. Yeah, really tough. Um, you know, having it being up 17-0 on the road with a chance to come out three and zero would have been really nice for them, especially with the Falcons losing. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, as long as Carr is not out long term, um, 
And honestly, even if he is, as long as the Falcons stick with Ritter, the Saints got to be the favorite in the division. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds like Carr's only going to be out a week or two, maybe. We'll see how it is. It's a shoulder, like a separated shoulder, AC mm. joint sprain. He's a tough guy. He'll be back. All right. Now we got maybe the most fun game any of us have ever seen in our lives. Well, no, maybe not the most fun if you're a Broncos fan. Broncos go to Miami in the heat and just get fucking blown away. 70 to 20, 50 point loss. If you had the Dolphins minus six and a half, you're feeling pretty good today. Yeah, that was one of those where you saw the line at minus six and a half going in and you were like, why is that that low? And it makes you almost question like Vegas knows something here. Well, they they didn't. They didn't know shit because <laughs> Miami ran them out of the fucking stadium. That was just a ridiculous display of offense, just speed. Like it literally looked like a you know watching Alabama play, um, you know, Knoxville, Tennessee Tech or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Did you see it. that viral tweet that was going around? I think it was Warren Sharp. I can't remember exactly, but it was about it was the top six uh, fastest ball carriers in the NFL this year. Yeah, it was Tyreek, Devon Achan. He goes by Achan, by the way, which is weird. Looks like a chain, but Moster. It was it was Hill, Achan, Moster, Hill, Achan, Hill. <laughs> it's <was> all <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> what a, Crazy. Uh, speed kills, baby. They're just fucking running everybody out of the gym over there. Speed kills. And, you know, Sean Payton's got to be going through it right now. He, I think he wants to bench Russ. I think he's going to throw, throw him out as a scapegoat. Who's even their backup over there? I don't know. I don't think he cares. I think he's he's probably going to be pushing for a tank for Williams, you know, keep your eyes peeled for that. At this point, you might as well. And when we're talking about the line at minus six and a half, it's like, you know, Jalen Waddle was out. Um, I, even Tyreek was questionable at one point in the week. Yeah. You think maybe this Broncos team, high expectations, Sean Payton's not going to go 0-3. No, he is because they're fucking terrible. They were so bad. And Who's the, are they the worst team in the NFL right now? No, the Bears. The Bears are pretty Bears. good. The Broncos did lose to the Raiders, though. I'll just throw that out there. That's a, that's true. That is true. The formerly first place Raiders. Side <laughs> for a second right now, so take it easy. <laughs> All right, anything else from that game? I mean, the rookie running back, Devon Achan. Achan uh, is such a cooler way to so say it. So much cooler. He had he four touchdowns. Raheem Mostert had four touchdowns. Um, they just ran all over the ball. I, I was telling you earlier, some people were bitching about the Dolphins running up the score. What do you want them to do? They barely threw the ball in the second half. They were just running it. They are running it up the middle. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that just came strict, strictly from – the Broncos owner who is a Walton has that Walmart money. He probably just, he, he just got it started and a couple other guys just hopped on with him just, just because, but fuck all that. Mike McDaniel, cool side story of this grew up in Colorado, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. big Broncos fan was a ball boy for the team. Uh, coached under Kyle Shanahan, whose dad coached the Broncos uh, two years ago when he was applying for head coaching jobs, the Broncos had an opening and wouldn't even interview him. Didn't even give him an interview. Give him a chance. And then he, the first time he faces them as a head coach, he puts 70 on their fucking heads. That's pretty, pretty sick. 
Yeah, that was awesome to watch. That was a fun game. All right, moving on. This, this was actually a really fun game, too. Chargers at Vikings. Kind of a, a loser-go-home game. They were both 0-2 going into this. We kind of joked about how they could tie, and they got pretty damn close. Chargers win 28-24 at Minnesota. Uh, just two quarterbacks throwing the ball all over the place. But Yeah, this was like a, uh, a, you know, unstoppable force meets an immovable object game in regards to who could blow this thing because <laughs> yeah. both these teams just have bad luck in general the vikings had a lot of close uh wins last year they were like 11 and 1 and one 11 and 0 11 and 0 and they're 0 and 3 and one score games it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just that that kind of luck does not last no you're showing it they the game-winning touchdown was one of the only bad th- bad throws that uh herbert made all day and mm-hmm. it should have been picked goes off the defensive backs hands in for a touchdown and that was the game winner this is a game this is the type of game too that will drive you insane as a better the over under was 54 the game finished 28 24 at 52 points yeah the vikings were on the goal line twice going in to score felt like an easy over they get stopped. They they get the ball back. They're going in again, and they get stopped again. I don't know what Cousins was doing, not spiking the ball. And that they got a first down and let about fifteen seconds run off the clock. No, oh, it was like twenty five seconds. Supposedly he couldn't hear the play. It was like okay, then just spike it. Yeah, just insane. Yeah. Just, just a crazy meltdown. Um, yeah, Vikings aren't good. I the the thing for the Chargers that's bad is uh, this might save Brandon Staley's job for a little bit, and he should still 100% be fired. <laughs> yeah, Although, I did like his decision to go for it on fourth and one. They're at, what, they're on like 25? Insane. But the uh, Vikings were completely out of timeouts. If you pick up a yard, it's game over. Mm-hmm. The game's over. And they couldn't pick up a yard as a shitty play call, but <laughs> I like the decision. You just got to make a better call halfway there halfway yeah. there yeah that was a, a a good game it was fun to watch i don't think either of these teams are either going to be legit but um justin herbert is i mean just a little little box score fun herbert threw for 400 yards kirk cousins threw for 360 so if you like guys that just lighten it up it was you a like good one to watch justin jefferson had seven catches for 149 and a touchdown and then just absolutely insane keenan allen had 18 catches 215 yards and then threw a 49 yard touchdown to Mike Williams who had seven for 121 and a touchdown before tearing his ACL. Yeah. Just a ridiculous game. And it should have, the over should have hit easy, but I think. And it didn't hit the over. I know the chargers fumbled like five times. I think Vikings fumbled twice or something. It was just a, it was a sloppy fun, just fucking shootout. Just chaotic. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the uh, still sloppy, not very fun, chaotic. Patriots at Jets. Patriots win 15 to 10. And we called it last week. Said This is not a game you want to watch. It's going to be ugly. I don't know how either of these teams find the end zone ever. But uh, Patriots did pull out the victory. Jets shockingly had a chance to win at the end. It was a Hail Mary, but 
they actually had two possessions in the last two minutes. Couldn't move the ball, but they were in there. Yeah, just bad offenses, uh, good talented defenses, and just not fun to watch football. Give me this game in like middle of December with some snow. snow. Oh yeah, I could get behind it then. But maybe a Thursday night. Ooh, yeah, Thursday night snowy game, little blizzard action. Sure, all day. But September game, hell no. This was terrible. Just you know, Patriots are not good. Jets are not good. That's what you can leave it at. You know, you mentioned the Jets had two possessions um, in the last two minutes. On one of those possessions, they were facing fourth and ten, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Zach Wilson checked down for a two-yard gain. Did you see what he said about it? No. So it was to Tyler Conklin, and he said, "Yeah, I just thought if I could get it out to Conklin quick enough." he could make that first guy miss and pick up the yards. And it's just like, when has Tyler Conklin ever made the first guy miss? Like you're not throwing a fucking Tyreek Hill out there. Dude. Like, what the hell? And also he, it was a check down. Like he looked at all his reads. And then yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, just, just two bad teams, you know, Zach Wilson is a gift that keeps on giving, man. I hope he never gets benched. He is. Hey, the, the Jets really should make a call to the 0-3 Vikings, though, and see what it takes to get Kirk Cousins. There's rumors about that. That would actually be awesome. Did you see today that Colin Kaepernick sent a letter to the Jets' management? Ownership. I did see that. I did see that. He wants and to play, put him on the practice squad, he said. You know, his reasoning, I can get behind. It makes sense. You know, give, give him a shot. But – I'm on his side. He got blackballed, hundred percent. I I yeah. think he one hundred percent got blackballed. But at this point, it's been what seven years. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't just just give Kirk Cousins a call. <laughs> I would love to see them bring him in, and he just does like three pick sixes. Oh. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, this is harder than I thought, boys. <laughs> I'm he out. a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's not much else to say about that game. Let's keep it moving. Next, we got Bills at Commanders. Bills just absolutely shit pumped the Commanders. 37 to 3. That Bills defense was nasty. They picked off Sam Howell four times, I think, and just basically had their way with the Commanders. Yeah, this was another, like I had mentioned, this was definitely one of those humbling games for the Commanders. It was kind of a it was a good checkpoint for them to see if their 2-0 start means anything, and it looks like it doesn't. Um, Sam Howell is not good, um, which as an Eagles fan is exciting to see. But he, I mean, that was just a, it was a rough game for him, tough spot. But the defense actually kept him in the game for a little bit. It was 16-0 at halftime. You know, it wasn't out of hand. That's two possessions still. But Washington just couldn't do anything until they, Kicked the saddest of sad field field goals late in the fourth to just <laughs> yeah. shut out. Tough look. Yeah, this was all just the defense for the Bills. I mean, they didn't even have to exert themselves on offense. It was just a completely dominating performance. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything else to touch on there. No, but Bills Dolphins next week. Stay tuned for Bills Dolphins. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that should be good. What would you say a uh, uh, immovable object meets a unstoppable master's course. degree? Sorry, 
yeah. unstoppable force. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just had my bachelor's. So big dumb dumb. But yeah, that offense versus the Bills defense should be good. It should be fun to watch. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we had a big upset. A ton of people had to be all over the Jags this week, including yourself. Texans going to Jacksonville, hang 37 on the Jags and come away with the victory 37-17. Yeah, this one was tough. It was a it was frustrating for me to watch because it was probably the game I felt most confident about going into the into Sunday, if we're being honest. And I had them in a couple different bets and they lost every single one of them. And I fell into the trap of Doug Peterson, and I love that man because he brought the Eagles a Super Bowl. But that was a shitty game. And Trevor Lawrence, I'm a fan of too, but he looked like shit too. And they're one and two now. There are a lot of teams, uh, there are a lot of people's like, you know, kind of a surprise pick, make a run. They run away with that division, which they should still be pretty comfortable in that division. But that's not saying much. But yeah, it was just a very disappointing outing after not looking good against the chiefs and kind of a benchmark type game last week. And you have a chance against the lowly Texans and you lose by 20 at home you give up a kick return to a fullback. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, no, that was just a total stinker, man. If you're a Jags fan, that must've felt like shit. Cause such high expectations, like you said, they should dominate that division Yeah, and to go and lose like that to the Texans. But hey, if you're a Texans fan, you got to be feeling good, man. CJ Stroud is looking pretty damn good. They got yeah. wide receivers galore. Those receivers wow. are legit. D'Amico Ryan's got that defense playing hard. You got you got a defensive head coach, and all of a sudden you got a full-on air raid offense just chucking yeah. them all around. It's pretty cool. CJ Stroud was 20 for 30 for 280 yards, two touchdowns, nothing insane, but he's just playing pretty damn good for a rookie. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. Yeah, it's a it's an exciting group over there. And I think that like D'Amico Ryan's is probably the best of the new coaches that got hired. Um and you know, it's it's exciting to see because he was, you know, he always seemed he was really fun to watch player for the Texans and then for the Eagles too. And then he was coaching that Niners defense and they were just so fast flying around the ball, exciting group, and now he's kind of Seems like he's getting the Texans heading in the right direction, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Keep this in mind. We'll touch on this uh, next time we talk for the preview. But like I said, CJ Stroud hasn't thrown a pick. I got to find the odds for him to throw a pick soon because he's due. Yeah. Right? Can't be throwing the ball that much as a rookie and not throw one. Exactly. It's got to be. Some- I want to get some money on that. All right. Next up, we got Colts at Ravens. Another one that probably upset a lot of people. Colts go into Baltimore, take it to OT, and win 22 to 19. After the GOAT, Justin Tucker missed what could have been a, a walk-off game winner. Colts yeah, that was that was a shocker as well. The Colts with, you know, Anthony Richardson out, who'd been looking pretty good as a rookie too, but they have probably the, you know, one of the best backups in the league with Gardner Minshew. So you knew they'd keep it competitive, but you know, the Ravens were a pretty big letdown there. They were missing like some, I think it was like seven starters or On something. Defense, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that that's pretty crazy. But still, you'd think, you know, you'd think as a team that should be pretty strong in the AFC that um, you'd be able to pull that out, especially at home. But, you know, the Colts showed a lot 
there as well with it. They have a new coach as well. And, you know, he's, he's been doing well there in first place in the AFC South. So they are in first uh, place. Two, one, two and one, but yeah, you know, that, that Tucker kick, even though it was 61 yards, yeah. but off the, off his foot, every time you see it heading towards the middle, you're like, that's in, you never expect it to be short and it was short and, you know, is what it is. But yeah, it was a weird overtime too. Yeah, it was super weird. I mean, it was just a weird game in general, really. But um, yeah, like you're saying, I thought as soon as he kicked, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's money." But to see it come up short, I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" That was weird. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the the whole Ravens, their offense has just been pretty disappointing. Honestly, they got the new offensive coordinator in Monken, and there was a lot of hype around him. Got weapons for him finally. I know OBJ was out, but. They just look kind of like the same hole. They do. <laughs> like the last five years of the Ravens offense look just like this. Did you see uh, in the offseason when they had they did like a player survey grading out different parts of teams like fan base, um, you know, visiting them on the road? Mm. Uh, like, well, one of them was strength training and like the, the uh, conditioning aspect of the team. Well, the Ravens players, like the Ravens um, came in and last, like, and they're always injured. And and then they yeah. the same guy around. I don't know. It's just something. It's I don't know if it's a coincidence, but it's something weird there. They are always injured. They're always injured. And they did that survey and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a coincidence. It's you get some steroids down there. Young boys, man. Yeah, just they do. Figure it out. What would the Jets give up for Gardner Minshew right now? I mean, I don't know. You'd you, like I, two you firsts? So like, <laughs> seriously, I mean, would you? No, no. no I mean, I I I think a mid round pick though. Oh, the I think you could get. I think you could get Cousins for a mid round pick because he's going to be a free agent. No chance. Yeah. I think the Vikings would look at it as you're so desperate. You have yeah. to, you're paying a premium. They're gonna, I don't know, maybe I'm way wrong. We'll see, but they're gonna want more, I would think. Yeah, let's keep it moving. We got Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks win it 37 to 27 in a game without Bryce Young for the Panthers. Andy Dalton kind of held his own, kept him in it. It was a, actually a pretty fun game. Yeah, Dalton was out there slinging it around still. Good to see. Um, but yeah, the Seahawks, you know, kind of bounced back from that week one. Kind of shocker uh, to the Rams, and they, they look pretty good again. Uh, offense looks good. Um, you know, not a great sign to be giving up twenty seven to Andy Dalton and the Panthers offense, which I don't know if I can name anyone besides Miles Sanders on Adam Thielen. Um, he had a fucking oh, yeah, Thielen. <laughs> Man, tough. You know what? But, his... uh, huh? You know what his line was? What eleven for one forty five and a touchdown. Oof. On 14 targets in the year of our Lord, 2023, Adam Thielen is getting 14 targets. What I think fuck, dude? that uh that kind of hammers home my point on being a little concerned about the Seahawks defense. <laughs> but this is kind of how they were last year. They just kept winning, and it, it was all year. It was like, yeah, but they're not that good. But they're not. Yeah. They just kept fucking winning. And maybe it's Pete. Maybe it's Gino. I don't know what it is, but. They're scrappy. 
Yeah. And it does feel a lot like that again, where it's just like you expect them to just look normal again at some point, but they always just play a little good. And like Geno Smith is solid back there and they got good receivers and they got the giants on Monday night next week. So they'll probably be three and one. That's crazy. That division is looking, looking better than expected because the Rams, like you said, they're actually a pretty decent team as well. Yeah. All right. Next we got uh, one of the worst games of the day. Bears at chiefs chiefs beat them 41 to 10. And it wasn't even that close. It was 41 to zero at one point. Uh, the Bears are just – they love that fourth quarter fucking garbage time just to say, hey, look, we're we're getting better, you know, but they're not. We scored. Yeah, they – they're just – I can't, I can't imagine what that fan base has to go through. It looked so promising with Justin Fields, and now it looks like they got to just hope for Caleb Williams because it's bad. It's really bad. So what do you, what would you do though if you're you're own three right now? There's a lot of bad teams though, but if you're trying to tank for Caleb Williams, do you consider just getting rid of Fields already? I yeah, I don't know what you do. It's you know you're they have two first round picks too. They have the Panthers pick as well, who are also own three. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's like it's a very weird situation because Fields, you know. He looked promising last year. He hasn't been running as much this year. Looks like they're trying to dial him in more as a pocket passer, and it, that just doesn't fit what he is. And at this point, you kind of got to let him run more and let see if that opens up the passing game. But you know, like you said, they're own three. What do you what do you really do at this point? Of you know, it's all been so because not only are they completely garbage with coming into the season with high expectations but you already have the defensive coordinator like resigning under fbi investigation you have fields saying he's playing robotic and the coaching kind of calling out the coaching and then there's these weird rumors floating around that you know this coaching staff doesn't like him because they didn't draft him they want a different quarterback and just all this stuff it's like a fucking soap opera in chicago it is, and it's three games in, and it's, in, it's <laughs> yeah, crazy. crazy how fast it blew up from a season of, like, some hope. Like, could they win the division? Yeah, yeah. They were. I think they were second favorites behind the Lions. That's nuts. Lions, Bears, and then Packers, I think. Just, or no, no, it was Lions. No, they were third. I think Packers were last. I think it was Lions uh vikings oh yeah probably yeah and then on the other side chiefs kind of getting back to doing what they do it's easy against the bears i guess but got that offense back back in line i don't think mahomes even played the fourth quarter um they probably just ran the ball every time but uh yeah they're back in back in action yeah they look legit again chris jones being back has the defense looked good week one too without him but the last two weeks with him in there, it's they're they're a good defense. Mahomes still flings that thing around. He got rolled up on on one play, kind of uh, was limping around, uh, but seems like he'll be fine. And yeah, Kelsey doing his thing. That defense left a blank space up there on the scoreboard for three quarters, and you know it was just a well well done by them. 
And you know, if they keep it rolling, they might write a love story again this Not this year. <laughs> All right, moving on. That's probably a song too. I just don't know it. We got maybe your favorite game of the week. Cowboys going into Arizona and getting beat 28-16. And I, I hey, before you go, I'll say hand up. I said the Cowboys run that division, the NFC East. I know. I remember I was there. I apologize. They're frauds. Dak Prescott is a fucking fraud. <laughs> the fucking down south Brock Purdy. I don't know what you want me to say. Hey, hey, apology accepted, man. I they have talent. They got names all over the field. I get why you got swept up in that. Um you know, you and Jerry Jones got that Arkansas connection, got that little twang in your voice. I get it. But man, Prescott's that pass, that last pass, just he threw in a triple cover. It literally would have got picked by three different guys. The first one got it. <laughs> There's two other guys behind him that would have had just as good of a chance at it. I just love to see it. First game where you really had to like be in it and throw and it's to the zero and two Cardinals, and he he can't he can't get him in. They got they got one touchdown. The Just love Cardinals, but they are frisky as hell. They are frisky. They are frisky. It's I are they so competitive? It's it's very weird. I was cooking up a uh, conspiracy that you know the new coach was trying to just they want to tank. They want to get a new quarterback, and the new coach was worried about losing his job if they tank. And he was just saying, you know, judge me for the first half. We'll get him to play hard for the first half, and then we'll shut it down because that's how the first two games went for them. But the Cowboys didn't get the script, I guess, because they only scored six points in the second half. So, yeah, not much else to dissect from that game. Cardinals scrappy. I mean, although I will say Josh Dobbs, legend already. Yeah, a month ago, guys floated around like five different teams. Goes out and gets a win as a starter. And hey, if Kyler Murray comes back and is healthy, watch out. They're yeah. gonna our teams off. Yeah, and they're gonna ruin all their draft choices. I know that'd be be classic for them to go like <laughs> just be dropping in the middle of the draft. All right, sorry, Big J. I was trying to make it a Cowboys friendly podcast, and they just fucking choked it. <laughs> Next up, we got another. Uh, Team that loves to choke. We got Steelers beating the Raiders 23-18 in Vegas. Can we talk before we get into anything else? Down eight. <laughs> two and a half minutes left. Kicking a field goal. Just insane. Insane to do that. You the logic being you you get a stop and then you go score another touchdown and you win. But you need to stop anyway. You have all three timeouts, and it was fourth and what? Fourth and four? Fourth and four. I think in in Josh McDaniel's defense, not that he deserves any defense here. When they did it with like it was three thirty left, I think, and it was like a fourth and eight from farther back. It was like thirty five yard line probably. They did it, and I was like, okay, I can understand that. A little crazy, but I get it. Let's yeah. get the ball back and go score. And then because they there was a penalty, so they got a first down, ran another minute plus off the clock, had a fourth and four from like the 20, 
And then they did it again because he had that good idea once. It was a bad idea then. It was so stupid to do it again. Yeah. I, I remember thinking that too and being like, it may, it like, again, probably still go for it. You should still go for it. You need to, you need a touchdown, two point conversion. But fourth and eight, Jimmy G hasn't been playing great. You know, I, you can make sense out of that with, you know, three and a half minutes left, all three timeouts. The Steelers at that point need like, two, three first downs to win the game. I don't think they've gotten three first downs on the drive probably all year. Exactly. And, but then, like you said, you get the penalty and then you... First thing, they should have just taken the points right there. Just take the three points. And then by the time the Steelers get the ball, they were one first down away and they got the one first down and it's game over. It's just insanity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the this on the flip side, Steelers are two and one. But man, they're not good either. That offense is so bad. It was this was supposed to be, you know, an opportunity for them to get some things going, and they still failed to do so. Um, a picket finally threw for two touchdowns in a game, first time in his career. So congrats to him. That's Kenny. Kenneth. But man. They they had twenty three, they were up what twenty three to seven going into the fourth, and then didn't score in the fourth. Yeah, not really cool. able to put them away. They relied on the defense, um, which you know they gave up eleven, but yeah, just they got the one first down they needed at the end. But man, it was it was a weird one. I don't know. The Raider fan, the only two positive takeaways I could have from this game: Devontae is still just an absolute monster. He had 13 for 172 and two touchdowns. I honestly hope he gets traded so he can go win somewhere and, and enjoy his life. He doesn't deserve this. Yeah. The second one, this is not a positive, but Jimmy G's in the concussion protocol, so he might not play. The positive is maybe we'll get to see the rookie Aiden O'Connell. He looked really good in the preseason. I know that doesn't really matter, but when your team's really, really bad, you're just looking for the future, and maybe it's him, you know? Got to give him a shot. Got to give him a shot. Get the kid out there. All right. Let's move it on to our Monday night double header. First up, we had Eagles going to Tampa Bay, improving to 3 0 with a 25 to 11 win. Yeah. Just, you know, strong performance overall from the Eagles. The defense played well. Sticking on that trend of like reality checks, you know, the Bucks were 2 0 coming in. Baker looked pretty good, but this was a big boy test for them. And they didn't really, they didn't quite live up to it. They, you know, had three points through three quarters. They got a touchdown late with the two point conversion to get it to 14. Um, but once they scored that touchdown to cut it to 14, the Eagles got the ball back and didn't get. Didn't give it back. They mm-hmm. were on a 15 play, you know, 68 yard, nine minute drive to end the game. So it was watching the Eagles on this. I, you know, I texted one of my buddies that's an Eagles fan. And I was just like, man, we, like there's some bullies. They are, they're like bullies out there. Just the way they play, they're pretty dominant on the interior offensive and defensive line. And it's just, it's a uh, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah, that's part of why they were so good last year is because their both offensive and defensive line were so dominant. 
and they just got some big dudes. You said playing with the big boys, yeah, quite legitimately they were playing with the big boys this week. Yeah. But um Bucks, they are what they are. It's a division that's winnable. Yep. Uh, they could certainly win it, but they're not going to compete in the NFC, just like we said with the Falcons. But the Eagles, I mean, they're 3-0. Not going to take anything away from them. As an Eagles fan, do you feel like they're legit 3-0, and or does it feel kind of – I mean, Jalen Hurts has kind of struggled a little bit. He struggled early on in this game throwing the ball. It just it seems like there's something a little bit off there. Yeah, the offense does definitely feel a little off. Um, they haven't all clicked at once yet. Devonta mm-hmm. Smith had a good game the first two weeks. He scored in each, and then this week he had four catches. Um, A.J. Brown had been struggling a little bit. This week he had nine catches for 131 yards. Uh, Swift looked really good again had 130 yards, but they're just Hertz has definitely been a little concerning throwing the ball. Their um, run game has been great. Really yeah. been dominant. And that's where those big boys yeah. come to play. It just seems like there's something off with Hertz. Maybe it's just, you, you know, you touched on this week one, like a lack of training camp. I'm um, just still trying to shake it off, but yeah, that's the part that makes me not concerned is aside from week one, with the Patriots when they kind of let him hang around and come back in that game and Patriots had a chance at the end. The other two games have felt very just in control and just like, you you know, they're just the better team. But that being said, you know, the bucks are, the bucks were two and oh, but you know, not a, not a great team. Vikings are now and three Patriots are one and two. It's not like they played a great schedule to start too. So you got to play who's on the schedule. Yeah, exactly. You play who's on the schedule, and they, they're definitely going to earn it later because they got the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins all on the schedule later in the year. So they'll, they'll earn it, um, and they'll have chances to uh, really assert themselves. But as of now, you know, pretty pretty happy with where they are. Didn't lose to the Cardinals, so that's good. That's, that's true. First place, first place in the division. And it's a, For me, it was one of the most beautiful games all week because if you tuned in last week, we told you, Take the three-game parlay, Bills minus six and a half, Dolphins minus six and a half, Eagles minus five. It was plus 581. If you don't know, that means you bet $100, you'd win $581. We put in a little parlay. I think it was only $24, but it paid out 150 And it was just nice to come down to Monday Night Football. The first two had hit. We just needed the Eagles to win by more than five. And it never even got close to to being a so it just never felt so good to go into Monday night and just have that close to the payday. So stay tuned for for the preview show for next week, and we'll give you our parlay again. And when that wins, do not hesitate to hit our Venmos with a little blessing so we can keep putting this podcast. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Keep the podcast free, you know, for all of our tens of fans out there. <laughs> all right, moving on to the last game of the week. We had Rams at Cincinnati. Bengals pull it off late, 19-16. It was a good game, but Bengals got the win as expected. Yeah, pretty concerning 
start for the Bengals offense. Burrow does not look healthy. The play calling's been a little strange, a lot of short passes. Seems like they really don't like where Burrow is at this point, um, health wise. And it kind of got away from them. They, what they probably should have done is let him rest week one and maybe week two and come back full strength. But they had him play. They struggled. They started zero and two. And then at this point, it was like, now you have to play. You can't. We we can't mess around. And they got the result. They came out. They started really slow. You know, it was tied six to six at halftime. Um, but the defense showed up. The Rams had looked good up to this point overall. So definitely a good performance from the Bengals defense. But yeah, Burrow and that offense is definitely concerning right now. Yeah, Jamar finally had a game where he looked like a wide receiver one, 12 catches, 141 yards. And maybe it's just going to be a little bit different offense until Burrow's completely full strength, which might not happen for a while. But they're probably just going to be hitting those shorter routes, trying to just move the ball less with the home run and more with the base hits. Let's give a little baseball analogy. Definitely, definitely. But their, and- their defense, though, they looked very good. I'll give them that. They were after Stafford's ass all fucking night. They did. They did. And I'm not just saying this because he's on my fantasy team, but give Joe Mixon the ball, man. He looks good. He's playing well. Your quarterback's clearly injured. Use use your stud running back. It is kind of shocking because you know Joe Burrow's hurt. They still had him throw it 49 times. Yeah, it's crazy. Mixon had 19 carries, which is a, a decent amount for a running back in today's game, but 49 times they had him drop back on that calf and throw the ball. Kind of surprising. But you got to win the game. Can't go on three. Especially not in those unis, which might be – it's definitely top five in the league right now. Yeah, the the white stripes. All white with the – Good band, too. (laughs) All right, that that wraps up week three. Let's uh, quickly cover – we got a Thursday night game in two nights. It's going to be Lions at Packers. The Lions are favored on the road, minus one and a half, with an over-under of 46. And quickly, just for anyone who doesn't know, we had our, our buddy Drew Baby ask us, give a little breakdown of what that means, the minus one and a half, the plus one and a half, over-under 46. How would you bet this? So I – believe the Lions are going going to win on Thursday. So I would bet the Lions minus one and a half, which what that means is the Lions need to win by two points or more to cover that bet. So if I if I you know bet on them minus one and a half, they win by three points, then I win the bet. If they win by one or they lose, then I lose the bet. Um they put in these lines as a way to like handicap the games so that, you know, when a team is, you know, a big blowout, you know, big gap in the, in the skill of the teams, there's a way to bet it so that it's, uh, you know, something to be more fair in a way. So like the biggest line for next week, we have the chiefs playing the jets the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites, which means they have to win by 10 for your bet to cover. So that's kind of how they will. And they will. Yeah. <laughs> Stay <cool. laughs> but yeah, I would yeah, bet so I... Lions minus one and a half there. What, what would you do there? 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Is, is it at Green Bay? It is. I would probably go Packers money line and, yeah. and a couple differences too. So if you bet the spread, like the Lions minus one and a half, so they have to win by two, the odds are it's minus 110, which means if you bet a hundred, you'd have to bet $110 to win a hundred. The money line bet, the, the Lions are minus 122. So you'd have to bet 122 to win 100 if you just want them to win. Money line means they just win. The Packers, to just win, money line, are plus 102. So if you bet 100, you win 102. I I would lean that way, actually. I kind of think just at Lambeau, I don't think the Lions are ready for that yet. I feel like they're a little immature, little cubs, little baby cubs, little kitty cats. But- Mr. Mr. Kirby, let me remind you the last regular season game last season was the Lions in Lambeau sending Aaron Rodgers packing to New York. That's a very good point, but it's a whole different team without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, a little bit of an ego. I don't think he really wanted to go on a long playoff run in the cold fucking winter of Lambeau. That's true. He, I think he kind of wanted to go home. <laughs> he wants to be doing ayahuasca. Yeah, he was trying to get in the darkness and get high on drugs, man. I can't blame him. That's a good point. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still leaning lines. I guess we'll go head to head on this one. Love that. The beer bet. Yeah. Beer bet standard shake on it. Boom. But yeah, I, you know, I think the Lions come out and win this game. Um, The Thursday night games, especially early in the season, which I would still say it's pretty early tend to be a little sloppy and um, looks like weather shouldn't be a factor but I would probably still lean the under just because of short week and both teams coming off, you know, Lions only scored 20 Packers scored um, 18. 18. And I think, I think the Packers got kind of that Lambo magic this week with the 18 point comeback. I think the Lions will, I I think the Lions will handle them. That's fair. Can't wait to see what happens. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna do something we haven't done yet. We're gonna talk about something other than the NFL because it is the end of September. October is right around the corner, and the MLB playoff race is heating up. That it is. We only have two divisions up for grabs still. Uh, the AL West, which currently sees the Rangers up on the Astros, uh, by two games. And then they're up on the Mariners by three and a half. So basically two of those three teams are for sure going to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, With the third team also in contention along with the Blue Jays who are uh, competing for the wild card as well in the American League. Um, National League, all the divisions are wrapped up. We got the Braves with the best record in baseball, just mashing dingers all over the fucking place. Um, In the NL East, Phillies just clinched a playoff spot today. They'll be the top wild card. Um, And then the Brewers won the NL Central pretty comfortably. They locked up the three seed. And then our Los Angeles Dodgers just doing what they do, winning the NL West. Wait, just the Dodgers won the NL West. That they did, my man. Before the I year, thought, when I was talking about was the so Padres. Confused. I was confused too when I like looking at these standings. I was like, "Wait, 
Everyone said the Padres were going to win the division. Everyone said that. And you and I both know a lot of Giants fans. I could have swore they were like really good this year or something. Yeah, I thought they they had, you know, a good moment, some good moments in the season. Um, but now when you look at the standings, for some reason, there's an E next to their name. <laughs> so and so let me check this chart here, this glossary. Oh, E means eliminated from playoff contention. That's tough. That's a tough look. Yeah, that's really tough. But all jokes aside, as moment, Dodger fans, moment, it of is. Silence, moment of silence for the Giants fans. <laughs> all jokes aside, it is uh, it's great to see the playoffs coming in around the corner. Even if you're not a big baseball fan, the MLB playoffs are some of the best sports moments you could ever ask for. I mean, some of the most intense, dramatic moments you ever get. And it looks like we're going to have some fucking great finishes. There's nothing better than when it comes down to game 162 and there's something on the line. And then maybe we'll get treated to a little game 163 where they have to keep playing to figure out who's going to be the the final playoff teams. Yeah, this last week is always super exciting. Um the wild card, you know, wild cards up for grabs. Like we were just talking about, let's see. So in the American league, the wild card, there's two spots left, three teams in contention in the national league. There are two spots left as well, but we have one, two, three, four teams realistically in contention. <laughs> Padres not yet eliminated, but they're four and a half back. Not looking yeah, good. Not going to happen. Um, but yeah, we got, you know, the Reds are a game and a half back. Marlins only half a game back of the Cubs. And then the Diamondbacks are only a game ahead of the Cubs. So all, all four of those teams with a legitimate shot for those last two spots. So let's do this. Let's wrap it up with this. Who makes it for the NL? Who's your last wildcard team? My last wild card team will be the Miami Marlins. Okay, I'm taking the Cubs. I think they got that that spunk this year. Cody Bellinger kind of lit a little spark. They got guys playing a little bit above their talent. It's just I think they're having fun at the old friendly confines. I like it. I like it. I'm and going they- Miami just because. I think there's some juice in the city right now with the Dolphins playing the way they are. Hey, if get motherfucking Tyreek Hill or there's still some bases, <laughs> they might win the World Series. If Tyreek made contact, he'd be on second. <laughs> Goddamn. All right, and then in the AL, who's taking the last spot and don't say the Astros? I hope it's not the Astros, but it's going to be the Astros. I really want it to be the Mariners. I really do, but the Mariners – actually play the Rangers in the last series. So what's well, what do the happen? Rangers have to play for? Well the Rangers are only two and a half up on the Astros right now. But they win one game, I think, and they're well we'll see. I mean when it comes down to that final weekend, if if the Rangers have it clinched, I think they'd want nothing more than the Astros to get to be eliminated. That's true. That's you don't true. Want to so... see the Astros in the playoffs. That is true. So may, maybe if the Rangers win that first one, 
of the series and the Mariners take the last two, then it'll work. Yeah, hopefully there's a way where the Astros <laughs> don't make it because fuck the Astros. Fuck the Astros. Those cheating ass bitches. I would love to see uh, Mariners-Astros game 163 and Mariners win it to go to the playoffs. That would be absolutely electric. I kind of agree with you that the Astros will make it too, but, um, you know, if you're a believer, throw a prayer up to old Vin Scully. Yeah. The baseball gods don't let the Astros get in. Do not. Well, I think that wraps it up, my friend. Let's do one more thing. Give me your uh, World Series matchup and who's going to win it. I'm taking the Dodgers out of the NL. Shocker there. And out of the AL, I think the Baltimore Orioles will keep things rolling. And it'll be the Dodgers versus the Orioles. And the Dodgers will take it. I love that. I hope that happens so much. I'm going to try and give a, a not homer pick. Not that yours was the two seed. They could obviously make it to the world series, but I will say that the Braves make it just because in the NL this year, they have been kind of on that next tier above everybody else pretty much all year. Dodgers have been great, but the Braves have just been a little bit extra special. And then I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Rays. Braves, Rays, and I think the Braves win it in four. Oh, sweet. Sweet, yeah. Tough. Tough scene. Yeah. All right, my friend. That was fun. Good time as always. See you at the water cooler. Yes, sir. Cheers. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.